what is going on Wolfpack Nation? Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Thank you so, so much for tuning in here with us. Uh, again, we're going to be doing uh, basically a, a, an hour-long conversation here. So for those who are tuning in with us right now, go ahead and send your comments, questions, concerns, thoughts, joys, whatever you want. You know, definitely want to hear it all. Obviously, a lot of good and a lot of bad we're going to be talking about here today. So, you know, we got to get through it all. But obviously the glaring thing, which I mean, is staring us right to the face, because again, I feel like it's always good to start with the bad and then build up to the good, you know, just, uh, you know, so we can end on the high note. So uh, the biggest news today <laughs> at that Wolfpack crazy already uh, let us know is uh, obviously the commitment of Sean Phillips, the four star, six foot 10, six foot 11, seven foot big man, uh, depending on, you know, where you look, uh, be committed today. And uh, so, Macon, I'm, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts specifically, because I know that of all of us here that, that I know you're the guy that has the most love and and just cherishes NC State men's basketball the most, you know, I, I, above all other sports, football or whatever. So I know I'm, I'm most curious to hear your thoughts. So, I mean, whatever yeah. kind of rant you want to get off or whatever, or you know, kind of what, what's your state of mind? Just go for it, brother. Give him a two minute time limit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. First off, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a while, so it's good to good see you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm not surprised about Sean Phillips. Um, I mean, that's what that's just recruiting guys. I mean, when you have coach, coaching turnover, you can expect to have some player turnover. And in this case, Mike, you know, Mike Sumney was Sean Phillips's lead recruiter. It's just, I mean, it was kind of like okay. If I was more. I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen. Put it that way. And, but I'm still disappointed. I mean, he was. He got on one of his. The, I think the AAU circuits he's on. He was like very like defensive player for that particular league he was in. Um, and State could really use a defensive presence with Manny leaving. Um, but you know what I, I mean? There's there's guys that State can still find in the transfer portal. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not more concerned than I was, put it that way. It's just a perception thing. Like when you when you're losing when you're firing coaches, you're you lose Dillingham now, you've lost Phillips, um, and you have you've lost Manny, you know, a few other players have left. It's just kind of like, well, I'm not surprised, but it just it's just the thing where people look at you when it comes to recruiting rankings. People, the average fan who does not know will see, oh, well, state got a decommitment. And they, you know, maybe they, maybe they noticed that Manny Bates left, but it's, it's frustrating when you see yeah. that happen, but then you also see guys like Armando Baycott and Leaky Black come back to Carolina and it's a totally different culture mm-hmm. right now. So I, I hate to say that, but it is. And, but yes, yeah. they can get, they can get guys in the transfer portal. I just, it just, uh, yeah. he was a freshman guy. I think you need <laughs> young stud talent that. So. You don't just find yeah. guys like that. You can you can find older guys who who've played well, but it's just you don't know if you may have had a like a just absolute stud just walk away. More often than not, you're not regretting something like that because a lot of times it's it's less likely for it to happen that a guy that you don't get just blows up somewhere else. It doesn't often happen that way, but it could. So especially because this is the position state needs. Well, like, because this one uh, tweet here, which I think really stood out to me, was from Barstool Pack, and uh, he basically lists, as of right now, so basically the players are currently, as we know, committed to the team next year. So meaning like, you know, like uh, Big T and and Sebron aren't on this list because they're not necessarily committed yet. They're still uh, filling out the, the NBA draft process. But basically for guards, you have uh, Breon Pass, you have LJ Thomas, who's a freshman coming in. You have Casey Morsell. You have uh, Duanu. You have Ernest Ross and Greg Gant. That's it. That's all the guys you have committed to this program right now. And I mean, that's that's that's, that's crazy. You literally have six guys that are committed to this team right now uh, for next season. So it's uh, but I mean, Justin Cook, you know, throws out there that yes, I mean that, that we're going after the guy potentially for from the University of Florida decommitted, and uh, appreciate Justin tuning in with us. So. Again, it's not necessarily time to, you know, dump, you know, throw in the dumpster fire yet, but it's definitely uh, already a dumpster fire. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty kinda, much. So, kind of collected, collected daily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, so Greg, I'll hand it to you, and then Michael, I'll let you wrap it up for us. But Greg, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, Macon's right. You know, it's just like you know when you have a head coach come in, you know, and someone gets fired, and you're always going to have these decommits. It's it's nothing new. Um, now, I will say he did at least wait for both of the assistant coaches to come on board. You know, maybe he had some talks with them. Maybe he didn't feel feel it outright. But the one thing, the one the one takeaway I'm going to take away from this is you lose this guy who's an incoming freshman. Now you're probably going to have to recruit two guys. And the reason I say that is you have to grab someone from the transfer portal now, which is only going to probably have one to two years. And then you're going to have to transfer. You got to get someone else from the transfer portal. Cause you probably figured you could, you would have had this guy for two to three years, you know, obviously depending on how he, if he blew up or whatever, but typically, you know, you're going to have them about two to three years. So there's a good chance. Now you have to recruit two instead of just the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Michael. I don't know. Oh man, I've had a lot of thoughts, but it's just like it's not where you want to be, you know, building your team on transfer portal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. good to. I mean, I think the transfer portal overall is a good thing, you know, that you can go and get a veteran guy that you might need to fill a spot, but it's hard to build a whole roster off of it. Right. Um. You know, like Megan was saying, I'm not that surprised he's decommitted. Um, because some knee left, some knee left. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just tough. Well, right and, now. And I just want to fast forward through and get to next season already. Cause the, the, this whole off season is just, it's going to be unbearable. <laughs> it's just a pile on, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we just like, well, what else, thing. what else more can we do? Like what, right. what other, what other negativity can happen within this well, program? Let me say this though, because I think you made a comment that you can't build off of transfer portal. I kind of think you can because I mean, you can get guys who are like, I mean, you're still seeing guys like, I mean, you're seeing like yeah. freshmen and sophomores transfer that you can still get for two or three years. I think you can. It's yeah. just, I think what's not sustainable personally is the stuff that like you see Kentucky and Duke do all the time. Like the one and dones, like it is, we, we've, you know, we, I think we got a interview coming out with another coach for a different sport coming out, but how some of these teams have had like one and done success for so long from their perspective as a coach, it's like, how is that even possible to continue doing that? So mm-hmm. I don't think stay looking for the one and done. I think Keats has done a good job um, to finding guy, trying to find guys who clearly are talented. I think you, you've seen that with Josh Hall and um, Jalen LeCue. You've seen that you, a few of these guys, Sebron's, you know, become something Traquavian. So, you know, Keats has an eye for the talent. So that's what makes me really disappointed that Phillips is going to leave because I can bank on the fact that Keats sees talent and he knows what he's looking mm-hmm. for, but you can build off the Prancher portal. Like, you know, we got, we got an engineer yeah. mentioned, you can get those. There's a few old Miss guys. Um, I think one guy was, I think I heard was one guy was down. Rodriguez was looking uh, somewhere out West potentially too, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, no. you can build off. Yeah, you can build you're off. right. But it yeah, should be I, supplemental. I, 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 it's not great. You need, you need the freshman too. Yeah. So, you right. need you need you. I mean, it it is not a good look if you're constantly rostered with transfer portal guys. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're winning, who cares? But yeah, I know you're it. right. I mean, Wake, Wake I, Forest I, did it. Uh, yeah. Texas Tech did it. So, Auburn, mm-hmm. Auburn, Auburn yeah. did it. Yeah, I think Iowa well, again, State too. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just a matter of that has been it's just been negative on negative on negative reason like you yeah. know ready for like like the, like we've been talking for a while about these Ole Miss transfers you know the University of Florida guys so it's like let's get one of the men like you know let's let's get some excitement yeah. you know in the program so that's the thing is that I don't think that today was necessarily like oh terrible it's just like it's not what we wanted to hear you know I think that's really how we kind of, I, I, that's basically what we tweet out we didn't say like darn this is terrible we just said this is not what we want to hear. So, but yeah. you know, if we like, Shane, if, if we had go ahead, could have gotten like just if we could have gotten a yeah. transfer or two already committed, and then we got the news Sean Phillips was decommitting, it'd, it'd be a totally different mood. That's fine. I feel like. right, but but again, Shane makes makes a good point saying that you know we wanted a new staff, and now we complain about what comes with the new staff. And I I I agree with you again. We wanted a new you know coaching staff besides Keats, and we got it, and we got two guys that again we'll talk a little bit more about, but I think that we both. We, we can say, I mean, we feel confident about their background that, I mean, they could be gr- good additions to the program. And so with losing assistance, you know, loses some of that pool from some of these recruits that were signed, you know, to us. So, you know, again, it, 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 it it's, 
it's the nature of the beast, I guess. So, but yeah. um, at the end of the day, so, though, this should only be a one to two person type thing, not half your roster or over half your roster. You right. Know? So hopefully, hopefully right. this is the, hopefully this is the exception, not the rule. Absolutely. No, oh, it, it, boy, and, and, and Rusty brings up, is this the lowest state of affairs with men's basketball in modern NC state history? I'm 53 and it seems that way. I, I mean, again, I it's, it's tough to really say because obviously, it, you know, you feel the most about this offseason because you're in this offseason, but it's really tough to kind of, you know, remember. But I, I, I can't remember a season recently where you're heading into next season and literally have no idea who's going to be even one of your main guys. I mean, you have, you have, you know, a, a feeling about who it could be, but you're not like, oh, next season we got this guy and this guy. It's like, no, next season. Who knows? It's, it's too it's, soon. It's too early to to really get soon. to get excited. But, but, but again, I would say the Les too... Robinson years were pretty lean. Uh, you know, True. when they when they had the playing game named after him. I mean that that those were <laughs> those were pretty lean years. So, um, but True. yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the most current that it it feels the worst from recent. Yep. Um, so, so, uh, Macon, I want to get your thoughts. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we haven't had the chance to talk since. Uh, the uh, or, or talk about really the um, the new assistant coaches coming in uh, and uh, so I want to kind of get your thoughts. I mean, it seems like overall, uh, you know, great solid background. Uh, definitely seems like they're uh, great on the recruiting trail. Can definitely help us there. You know, specifically in the transfer portal. So, I mean, to me sitting here and I think to all of us, you know, I mean, it seems pretty positive. I mean, would you agree? And can you kind of add on that if you do agree? I mean, from a resume perspective, yeah, I think I think it's. They're, they are definitely upgrades from – I can't remember who it was. I think it wasn't Sumney. It was the other coach. I can't remember his name. Roberson. Roberson. And he's a high school coach, and he really yeah. do – I mean, it's anything's an upgrade from that, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, with uh, Levi Watkins, I think that's a – that is a nostalgic hire to a degree. I think I think partly – I think he was – he's a very good option to get from a resume standpoint, um, not just because he's an NC State guy. But the but the fact mm-hmm. that he is an NC State guy adds a lot. Helps. Um, mm-hmm. So and then the other guy, I can't remember the other coach's name uh, from Clemson. I'm blanking on his name. You guys might help me out. Do you remember Kareem Kareem Richardson. Kareem Richardson? Yeah, yeah. So he was. I know he is also regarded as a very good recruiter, and I think he was at Louisville when Kevin Keats was, he was. there. So he was the connection there. Um, was a head coach. Yeah. So. That those are going to be upgrades. I I I have heard Richardson is a very good recruiter. I think both bring some. Uh, in other words, clout, but it they bring some uh, prestige more in the recruiting side of things, which I think you need right now of your state because yeah. you need mm-hmm. the talent. So yeah, I like it. I don't know who they are behind the scenes, but um, I like sure. the resume. So. Well, and I mean, then they, you know, it's not like we're going to see them, you know, like, you know, in front of the camera, hopefully, hopefully Keats is the one we see in front of the camera. So, Hey, as long as they, as long as they kill on the recruiting trail and develop these guys behind the camera, then I don't, I, you know, that's, that's all I care about. Shoot. <laughs> so and it also, it also kind of reaffirms that this isn't a one-year deal for Keats either. Like, you know, when you bring mm-hmm. in these, re- when these new coaches, I think a lot of coaches aren't going to come in if there's not stability for at least a couple of years. So I think, you hope. I think it's already, well, yeah, I mean, you do, but I'm sure there was conversations had. So, sure, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, again, it just seems like, again the the annoying thing is that literally when when uh, uh, Shire and Hubert Davis got hired, we were sitting here on this live stream saying that the reason why we wanted Keats is because we didn't want to start over just like them. We wanted to basically build off of what we already had, but it seems like with the way that the roster is right now. And getting a new coaching staff that almost seems like we're starting over. So it, that's that's kind of my annoyance right now. Is it yeah. just feels that way that from a from a a culture perspective, from a roster makeup perspective, from a game perspective, we're going to be changing a lot of things. And so, but you know, again, at the end of the day, it is what it is. But you know, new coaching staff or not, you know, it's it, it's still I, I still feel like that Keats has to has to give some kind of excitement heading into next season. He has to again, otherwise it, it just will be a useless season because you, you don't even have ticket sales. You know what I mean? Like then day, yeah. I mean, 
you know, money is money's what speaks. And then they, if you're not selling tickets, you know, getting fans in the seats, even before the games even start, then you're losing before the ball even gets thrown up in the air. Like, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of my two cents on it, but well, losing slash putting you way behind the eight ball. Cause then you're catching up. So, right. you know, but yeah, well, I mean, I think um, that, that, that what's his face had, um, AD Buke Oregon had to put out a statement saying Keats is our guy. That's usually not a good sign anyways. So I, I really think in my opinion, I think like we said a little bit earlier, it's two, it's two things. One, he had, he wanted to give Keats a fair shake with the NCAA stuff and two money. So I, th- I think money is probably more than anything <laughs> to be honest sure. with you. So, um, I think he's had got two good hires. So I think that looks that looks good to Boo in in, in that regard. Um, I don't know. I, I think you're not starting over in my mind if you can get back Sebron and Smith. Uh, sure. I think you, but but I'm gonna tell you guys what I I personally think those both of those guys are gone. I just think when you start putting really? money in front of those guys, like you know five six figures, um, likely six figures, you know. Say they make eighty thousand dollars playing basketball in Greensboro. I, I mean, those guys probably. I'm, I, from what I understand, they just didn't have a lot. They weren't like financially like crazy well off. When I understand, so it was like you start putting money like that to play basketball for a living. I mean, maybe I'm not making like two and a half million dollars or three million dollars in my rookie contract, but if I'm willing to make, make close to a hundred grand playing, you know, G League's over a hundred. Yeah, so if I can make six figures playing basketball right now versus coming back to a team that was losing, it, I mean, I'm, you got to go to class. I wouldn't blame them. So it's but just, it's, but I think they but I think will. But I think the only guy I think I think Sebron and Smith come back and play themselves in the first round. That's the only thing. Yeah. But again, the, old, the keep in mind though that that today's age in today's age you can easily make more in college than you even can in the G League. And that's, see, I mean, that's, that's where assuming, we are. But you're making assumptions. Well, sure. I will say this. I think, they could. I think where the NIL is going to come into play. I think right. if you yeah. have any chance to get Smith and or Sebron back. Yeah, you got to get they a good deal. They have some sort of yep. really good NIL deal. Yeah. Yep. Which yep. they could. It has, to be equal, it has to be equal or greater too. Probably right. greater. It actually has to be greater. I think in in this instance, I think it would have to be greater than, than the minimum in the right. G League. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, I don't know. Maybe. Because you still have to go to class. <laughs> like, right. So, yeah, you know, sure. think about just going to play ball. I can hold over for a year, and let's say I make $70,000, $60,000 in one year just to hold me over, and then I can go make at least that hundred grand plus yeah. next year or or a million or more. Maybe yeah. I'd be willing to say I'll take the sixty now. I, I sure. don't know. Yeah. But I get this thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think I don't think either 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 opinion is wrong. Like, it, it, I think it could be a 50-50. No, I know. I think you're spot on, though. I mean, if 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 I'm a player, you know, it's about do I bet on myself or do I take the easy money and go? Okay, I'm done. Like, this is this is too complicated here. Um, I can go play basketball twenty four seven. I can get bigger, stronger, and I still have a mm-hmm. chance in two years to make the two or three million dollars. Like, I, I I I could see it either way. Here's Michael. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, I saw it, it Turquavion give an interview with ESPN where he he said he's when entering the draft process and that he's going to evaluate his options, but he wants to be a top 20 pick, which I don't know if he would be right now. So I don't think it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, if Baycock's no. not even a top 20. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. a different position. And I get it. But I mean, yeah. I think, I think, you know, he, yeah. But I mean, he's putting up double doubles every game. And, and he, and and it, even talking to my my father in law who's a Dio Carolina fan, even he admitted that Baycott Bay, Baycott almost pretty much carried UNC to the national championship game. Without Baycott, there was no national championship. Simple as that. So, um, but uh, but yeah, no. Again and again, obviously yes, I'm making assumptions. But I mean, then they it, it's it's is very much an option. And obviously, there's no way we can speculate that. There's no way we're going to know about that until it actually happens in terms of NIL deals. But I'm just saying that, I mean, with a guy like Sebron and, and Big T, you know, the, with the idea of them coming back, you know, there's a lot of businesses, you know, in the Raleigh area that would be more than happy to, sure, I'll throw some money your way. You know, if you just promote my business, absolutely. Like, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, it's definitely out there. But so switching over one thing, I, I kind of one other negative I wanted to talk about with a different cousin of a sport is women's basketball and this isn't necessarily a negative of like you know 
like terrible. It's just like a what the heck. So literally a week ago, a gay a week ago today or what uh, was the WNBA draft. And uh, uh, so obviously the biggest piece of news was uh, Alyssa Kinane going 17th overall. And uh, I think think the fifth pick in this in the second round uh, to the, the Seattle Storm. And I I tell you guys, I was I had my camera ready at like the fifth overall pick, like really ready, like ready to, to get a video of it. And literally from every pick from there on, I was just and it, like my reaction was always the same thing. Like, are you serious right now? Like they look they totally took three centers before Kunane. But yet Kunane was a two-year-in-a-row second-team All-American behind none of those three, behind Aaliyah Boston. So literally years in a row, voters, a, a, a league of voters said that Kunane and Aaliyah Boston are better than any either of those three, and they got taken over her. So again, I'm not necessarily say, saying here saying that I mean that hurts her anyway. Then they, you know, Kunane's going to be Kunane, and she's going to ball out. And uh, so I'm not necessarily worried about her, but it's just a it's it's annoyance for me for as a state fan because I would have really loved to have added a first round draft pick to the WBB to the women's basketball program's resume. You know, say that we got another first round pick, and I've, I mean, it, I think all of us would have easily said that Kunane is no doubtedly a first round pick, just not even close. It's just like go ahead and put a stamp on it. It's a, it's done. So I mean, well, it doesn't help. There's only twelve teams in the league. Yeah, I was gonna That's say it. like yeah, NBA <laughs> should be yeah, like, but still no, but yeah. still yeah, like top twelve I would have said for sure. For sure. I'm just curious to know why she fell. Um, I, I imagine I imagine with the other players, generally speaking, teams like drafting for potential, and mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if they're thinking Elisa's has already kind of I don't say reached her ceiling, but kind of like you kind of already know what you're getting. But there's maybe players who are still. Kind of, a little raw that they could blossom into something, you know, even more athletic. I don't know because I think Lisa's just proven it. Like, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was interesting to be curious to know why she fell. I, I don't know the answer. That's a good take though. I mean, a lot of these teams do draft on, obviously it's potential, but like, like you're saying, you know, you know, they fit our system, right? And some of that's just that it's the system, you know, and mm-hmm. the way the team is different, you know, they run. And now these leagues want these long guards, you know, that can shoot. Um, like, and you've even said making like the game is a lot different, but the women's is still a little bit more traditional. So to me, that was kind of a shock that she wasn't a top 10 pick. Yeah. But see, again, like in today's, in, in today's de- women's basketball game, the three point is, is where it's at. That is the live or die is, is off the three pointer. And you literally had, you literally could take a center that shoots 30, 35% on average, depending on what night you're talking about behind a three, like none of those other three centers or probably no other center that draft, honestly could do what she does down low on top of shooting 30, 35% from the three. So to me, it's, I, I don't really, I get it. I, I get it. Yes. That, that um, maybe the other centers are definitely more dominant down low for sure. You know, can, you, but I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really understand it. Just, you know, Kanane was just such a great all around center that I, th- I thought would have been perfect. But, and, and she's still, and she, I mean, not to say that she isn't perfect, but I'm just saying that it would have been that every single team was said, oh, I'm going to take the, her before any other center. But, well, yeah, you know, I will say this NBC Sports, I saw, I'm just looking at an article that said winners and losers from the WNBA draft. And they definitely have Seattle having a, as a winner. Yeah. Like she would have, yeah. everybody thought she's a lock for a top 10 pick. And, they got her in yep. 17. She can score on all three levels as a center. You know, they thought that was a steal yep. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're a good and they're a good team too, from what I understand. Like they're one of the yeah. one of the top uh teams. And she gets to go play with Sue Bird, which is you know yeah. a legend in and of itself. So That's crazy. I think she's mm-hmm. gonna have yeah. So I think she's gonna she's gonna be surrounded with some good talent. Plus uh Raina's out there right now too Raina. On, on the tryout basis. Yeah, that'll be nice yeah. have your point guard out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, and honestly, too, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Seattle, obviously Seattle's calling Arena because obviously the idea of having, you know, potentially the point guard who played with Kunane for two years right. on your team, then that helps a lot, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. Having that that, sure. that chemistry there, you know, that it mm-hmm. makes it a lot more enticing to sign Arena. So, yeah. um, so absolutely. And then obviously the other piece of big news is Kayla Jones also getting drafted. I think it was 22nd 22. overall. Yep. 22nd yep. overall to the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, so 
again, awesome to see three players get inside the WNBA rosters while tryout while tryouts as rosters. But uh, Kayla Jones considered to be a, a draft pick. I don't know if she was or not because she was pretty shocked at, in her video she posted when she got drafted. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you're right. I think she was kind of a fringe. Yeah, I think they only do like I don't think they only do two rounds. So three, two rounds, oh, three, three, three rounds. Yeah. Maybe she was shot when she got picked when she did, where she did. Yeah. Right. That early. Well, and again, obviously from the reaction from the Minnesota Lynx office, I mean, they had their eyes on her and were super, super stoked to get her. So, uh, and I mean, and I mean, us as state fans, we completely understand why. Because I mean, that that girl, she's a firecracker. She could do it yeah, all, but she also brings a ton of energy to the court. So uh, again, I mean, to, to me, it, it's she's well worth the, the 22nd overall pick. Well, well, well worth it. So um but you know again adds to it so uh before we talk about mimi Kanza, uh, i wanted to touch base on david's comment saying uh how can what happened today not be bad we couldn't stop anybody inside now lost many baits and phillips two great defensive players uh making do you would you like to comment back on that i'm reading through this comment here uh i was looking at something else um you know i would i would say it is a negative i know there's there's gonna be so again, I think people are going to paint the transfer portal as look. State can still get um, impact players in the transfer portal. They can still get impact centers and point guards. They're going to have to, um, mm-hmm. and those guys will have experience where Sean Phillips doesn't. Maybe Sean Phillips is a guy because we're, ban- we're we're thinking okay, he's a Forrester guy going to come in. He's going to immediately be like a twelve and six player. But we don't know that he might, yeah. he might but he's mm-hmm. you can go and get a guy and you can go and get a guy in the. Uh, transfer court right now who is averaging 12 and six potentially. And mm-hmm. I, I, but, I, but I will say it is a negative in my mind, no matter how you sure. look at it from a yeah. standpoint, P, the general fans going to look at recruiting rankings and see, Oh, state lost to recruit. And they only have one guy uh, when they thought they might have gotten him and the uh, early enrollee with uh, Dillingham, but that didn't happen. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it is a negative. I, I think anybody who starts to sugarcoat it, I think is, um, a little rose tinted glasses, but I think we're trying to look at it pretty fairly. It's like, it's not great, but state can still make up for it. It's just not a good look, you know, from a PR standpoint, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, sure. uh, was, was Gibson a four star coming in? Gib- no. Gibson. Was he a three? He was a three star at most. Was he a three? Yeah. Yeah. Jaylen yeah. Gibson. No. Oh, Jaylen Gibson. Yeah. He was a three star guy. He committed to Wake Forest originally. And yeah. Then- always. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The only reason I was saying that is there's no guarantee, right, that they're going to come in and be that guy to start off with. You know, some of these guys right. that are coming in at four stars are projects, and they really don't make that step to the second year, kind of like Manny. You know, his first year was very raw, and then the second year he, he stepped up. Now, so, so there was no guarantees about Phillips coming in right away. Ernest Ross, I think he was a four-star captain. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but the point was, is, and just to piggyback off you making, is there's no guarantee he was going to be, like you said, a 12-5, and 12-6 kind of guy coming in. Um, so, you know, we're, we, as fans like to put high expectations on these kids and they don't all develop at the same rate. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely negative, but it's just like, there's still plenty of time and Keith will get players into the portal. It's not like we're losing Sean Phillips and not replacing him with anybody going into next season. So just, yeah. Mm -hmm. And expect to expect this to happen quick because May 1st is the deadline. So it'll, it'll start happening really quick. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so jumping back in, so, uh, obviously one of the biggest other pieces of positive news, uh, from the women's basketball side was the announcement of, uh, transfer Mimi Collins, uh, from the university of Maryland, who also spent her time as uh, actually was actually started off her career at Tennessee, um, before, uh, the coach got fired before Kelly Harper. So, uh, for those who don't know, so Mimi Collins, uh, is a, a front court player that averaged 7.9 points and 4.8 rebounds per game. Uh, while starting 15 of 32 games for Maryland. Uh, in the season prior, uh, she actually averaged 10.6 points and 6.2 rebounds. So, uh, again, she's a, she's a career 49% shooter inside the arc, 38.3 shooter from the three, um, and she's also a career 78% free throw shooter. Uh, so, uh, again, I mean, definitely a solid player that give, gives a lot of uh, – gives gives that size because I think with Camille Hobby – she's not necessarily the size player per se. She's just, she's more of the nitty gritty, you know, she, she, she just goes after it kind of player. Um, but I think you'd like, you actually need somebody with some height, which Mimi Collins can definitely give you. 
Um, but one other thing I wanted to kind of throw into this conversation as well is uh, so women's hoops actually from Twitter uh, put out a tweet out there saying that read an article NC State has six available scholarships going to be interesting to see how Westmore rebuilds Diamond Johnson, Jakia Brown Turner, and Jada Boyd are back. Uh, they brought in Mimi Collins from Maryland. I expect Camille Hobby and Isaiah J- James to play more. And somebody quote tweeted it saying, y'all are sleeping on Madison Hayes. And uh, that was actually, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, the, the guy who tweeted Dre beat, beat me to it, but I, but we, we retweeted and liked it and deservedly. So, cause again, it, it's Madison Hayes is again, I've, I've, I've said all along that I've been a huge fan of Madison. So I'm, I'm more excited about her playing and, and seeing what she can do with some serious minutes, you know, before anybody else. Like I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see her play. Um, so, uh, you know, see what she can do. Cause I think she can be a, a huge energy person for this team. So. Yeah. She's, uh, she's the same kind of size as Jakia Brown Turner. They're both six foot guards for girls. And that's pretty big for, for a guard on the outside. And mm-hmm. I think for her, she just, she had took a year to learn the system coming from Mississippi state. So, yeah, I think she could be – I would be surprised. She's. I don't know if she's going to be a starter or not, but I think she's a five-star player. So mm-hmm. the talent is certainly there. I think it's just the, getting everything to click. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, anything to add to that? No, it'll be interesting. I mean, he, Wes likes to do um, like a th- like a kind of like Keats with a three-guard. Um, so, yeah, you have James and you have Diamond. Obviously, we'll be running point. And then you have Jakia. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be plenty of, plenty of shots to go around this upcoming season. And I, I definitely see Madison in the in, right there in the mix. And then James has flashed. And so, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. I, we just probably need, uh, another point guard, um, at, at some point, cause we did lose two in the transfer portal. Um, um, and so, yeah, I think we'll be fine. Um, six is, I was actually kind of surprised at that number of six, uh, scholarships available. I, I didn't think we had that many, but, um, it kind of makes sense now with losing, losing three or four and then two yeah. in the transfer. So, yep. Four yeah. seniors, right? Yeah. Four, four seniors. seniors and then two transfers. So that transfers, does make sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I didn't, didn't put it together until you just said that, but I'm excited. I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a retool. Um, David already mentioned what I was thinking about, um, Sierra Sinai Rivers, Rivers. yeah, mm-hmm. Sanaya Rivers. Sorry, um, from South Carolina. There's potential there. She she'll have three years um, wherever she transfers to. Um, so that would be a, that would be a great get. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm not worried. I mean, Wes Wes knows no. what he's doing. I don't I don't question the women's basketball. So and Wes, I trust. Well, and again, you know, I, I, I've said this before. I'll, I'll, I'll remind for those who haven't heard it again that uh, when they were at the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament, then uh, Coach Moore was getting interviewed. Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was how uh, basically the whoever it was that was that was talking interview, interviewing him was talking about you know losing four seniors next year and, and you know talking about like how are you gonna you know what's your mindset gonna be heading into next season? He was like, oh. Transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal, which I mean, like he like he literally said it like that, almost like sounded like, oh, like I am gonna be like glued into the transfer portal, which I mean, if you have players like Jakia Brown Turner, Diamond Johnson, Camille Hobby, Madison Hayes, uh, I mean, you know, most coaches would be like, Yeah, no, we'll just, you know, get a couple players and build around it, and we'll be fine. But like to him, it almost like came off as like, Oh gosh, like, yeah, we definitely need help. So so I mean, to me, that was almost like a, a, a again, a huge I guess positive because obviously it just shows just like you were saying, Greg, I mean, the, obviously the standards that he has is like, I mean, that's a great nucleus to have, but we need more, like, you know, we need more and I'm going to get more. And uh, so, I mean, obviously uh, uh Sania Hayes, I'm sorry, Sania rivers uh, being from Wilmington. Uh, I mean, it's a very interesting and very doable, uh, you know, possibility of getting her over here. So, uh, you know, Lynn asked about kind of what are the other possibilities of women's basketball. I think that's the one that's the most, you know, interesting. Uh, but There's one out of Maryland still yeah. that, that uh, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago that we liked. Uh, some, a couple of the coaches liked her tweet. So it was just kind of something that I picked up on. No and guarantees another, there, but. And then, and then another one from Notre Dame, if I'm not yep. mistaken, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, again, we'll see again. But definitely of, of, of all the sports right now, women's basketball is the least one of any kind of sweat whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, so got to talk a little bit here again, now heading into more of the positives. Uh, got to talk about Pac-9 here. Uh, you know, obviously, 
huge series this has come up well i would say huge four games uh honestly and i know rusty's been dying to talk about it and i'm, I'm sure justin's still with us and if he is I, I know he was too but i mean four games three of them coming from behind and specifically the one boston college game we were down six nothing heading into the seventh if i'm not mistaken we came back and won and again I'll just make one comment on it and then, you know, and then, and then, uh, Greg, I want to kind of hear your thoughts on it. But like to me, it just seems like even though we're so young, and I mean, obviously, like the nucleus of this team is a very young team with guys like Josh Hood, Tommy White, uh, Paloli, uh, you know, James Groover. They're, they're young guys, you know, they still have at least a year or two left in there in them. And, yet it seems like we're really maturing a lot as the season goes. Again, I mean, it really does take maturity and guys that stick together, fight through it, fight through adversity, and find a way to win. And, uh, again, against, you know, Boston College and UNCW team are not, like, studs. I mean, they're not, like, Louisville's. But, I mean, they're solid teams and, uh, you know, and that we're playing well. And for us to just find a way to get back into that game and to – all, all of those games, and I think really salvage what could have been, you know, if we would have lost to UNCW, that would have hurt a lot. If we would have, yeah. you know, lost, you know, Two, even one game to Boston College, it, you know, it, it could have hurt. Not a lot, yeah, but it could have hurt. So um, it, it's it's huge, you know, especially heading into the rest of the season where you got Louisville, UNC, Duke. So, I mean, besides Louisville, you got UNC, Duke, Wake Forest, and so all three of those series are definitely winnable. And right now we're sitting tied for first in the Atlantic. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting it's, because yeah. ACC, the ACC website has not updated that. They have, yeah, they have Google in first right now. Yeah. Really? Percentage I, points, though. Because, yeah, they right. go by percentage. Right. Because yeah. basically I, we've played two ACC games less than them, and they've, and they've, we've won two one more than we've lost one more. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, anyway, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, no big, uh, big week. Uh, actually, just recapping. Um, great, great, great time coming back in those games. Uh, a lot of heart. I think. Uh, I think you mentioned it, or someone on our Twitter mentioned it. Like this could be the kind of win that propels them into something bigger. Uh, and I and I agree with that. Um, just the never say die attitude. You know, there's a reason you have 27 outs in a game and you get to use them all. So um, that we, the mere fact that we were able to come back late shows a lot of heart. Um, I think, again, because of this team is so young that Coach Avents had to shuffle his lineup around and just try to figure out the right combinations. Um, it's been a work in progress all season. Uh, errors are still an issue, but, uh, you know, if we win, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, but that is mm-hmm. something that we do st- still need to clean up. We just can't be given these especially as we're getting later in the season, we're start, we're starting to play much better ACC opponents. And so they will take advantage of that. Uh, we got to get right this week though. We're only seven and six on the road for the season and we got four big ones coming up. So we, we definitely need to flip that some, but um, we just passed the halfway mark in the ACC play, which is crazy. So we still got almost a half of ACC season. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we, we still, there's t- still a ton of time. Things are going to shuffle. Um, just looking at the standings, there's like, there's so many teams right around 500 ACC play. So if we can just, you know, you know, get about another six or seven wins in, under our belt, we'll, we'll get a seed coming into it. And that's big when it comes to tiebreakers in the, in the tournament, because, you know, whoever's the higher seed gets the uh, automatic push through if there's ties right. in the, in Rob, Ron Robin. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of big baseball still coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. And Cause one other thing I want to add to, but you know, before I hand off to you, Michael is, uh, um, you know, it, it's uh God, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, no, yeah, it, it was that was an exciting, exciting weekend. I know it was against the worst team in the ACC, but you know, it, baseball, every game's tough. Um, Boston College is a good offensive team. I mean, I think they have two guys who had eleven or more home runs on the season. I saw that somewhere today. <laughs> um, and yeah, but you know, like like Greg was saying, the errors. They're just killing us. Some of these games, you know, we might have, you know, been able to put away earlier to clean sure. up the defensive issues. Um, but yeah, well, it's it's a big series this weekend. I'm excited for it against Louisville. And I think obviously two things going to that, obviously with how young the team is, but also two, obviously I'm sure yeah. the shuffling of the roster where we've moved a lot of people around, it's that that makes it tough as well. But again, that yeah. comes with a young team. So it's you know, and again, they'll 
the guys will get better again. I'm sure here and you know here as soon as possible. Avon's trying to lock down his roster for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but the thing I was going to say though is that I think one of the things which makes me most excited heading into the rest of the season, but specifically into the ACC postseason, is that there's not really a dominant team in the ACC like you know Virginia is really really good. Virginia Tech, come to find out, even though we were saying, oh my gosh, we lost Virginia Tech, come to find out. They're pretty good too, and uh, so. But again, there's not like a dominant team this year. Well, but I mean, even Miami. I mean, they've 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 had. You know, I, I think they yeah, lost last week. But so again, it's not like they're they're beating everybody in their sights. Like basically, what I'm saying is that I mean, you know, come come that time, whoever's the hottest team takes it. And you know, who's to say right. it can't be us? You know, I think if you if we can figure out these errors, if we can set this lineup, let the guys get into the flow of it, and and you know, and fix these errors. We're going to be a tough team to beat. Now, I know uh, David Jones talks about Sam, and uh, obviously nothing's beneficial yet. Obviously, we don't really know much, but obviously he's not playing, which, you know, is a bummer. But one of the things you guys say is got to give hats off to the, the rest of the bullpen, the Logan Adams, the uh, Logan Whitaker, the, you know, Matt Wilsons, you know, who, all those guys. And But, I mean, specifically Villeman. Villeman has been lights yeah, out. He's so he's, good, man. He's ridiculous. So he wears uh, but, the he wears the the digital receiver on his wrist, and he just like looks yeah. down, gets the pitch, and throws it. And like he's so quick with his delivery, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, and and also to uh, making uh, David points out that VT actually swept Miami, which is again just it's crazy. Awesome. So, so, yeah, Miami had a really good run there for a little bit too. So, yeah. so if they got swept, yeah. Yeah, yeah, before this weekend, they were Miami was fourteen and one in the ACC. Yeah, right. Yep. Fourteen. That's really four. good. I didn't realize That's that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. hey, when you were giving your shouts out, let's uh, give another shout out to Cannon Silver. He had a great weekend. Um, yes, he did. For us, um, but he came yes, up he big. Did. So, yeah, I mean, and, and he pretty much. I think. I think he was pretty much filling in for Sam in that in that rotation spot. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, these guys are stepping up as the season gets along. They get opportunities, and they're making the yeah. most of it. And so, um, mm-hmm. it definitely bodes well as we get to the. Um, final third of the season here coming up after this weekend doesn't Absolutely. groover have like a 20 game hit streak or something yeah yeah he, he does he, he's the one is putting it all together right now yeah and mm-hmm. noah souls both of them yep. are doing good yeah, yeah noah souls was a good smokes. one yeah he was a good addition because that right field was we were trying to figure that out for a while um we were kind of playing different guys in the earlier in the season and souls is kind of just taking that over mm-hmm. here in the last two or three weeks so um yeah they're figuring it out yeah and 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 Again, it's 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 great because again, looking at the main starting lineup of basically Peyton Green, Devontae Brown, Jacob Kozar, and Josh Hood, Dominic Pololi, JT Jarrett, Tommy Wright, the James, and Noah. I mean, it's honestly gotten to the point where because I know last season, and I, I I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, like you know, we're going to be just as good as we were last season. But I think last season, one of the things that really paid off for us is that we had our key set of guys. And uh, now the one thing which I will say is, I mean, there's been some other guys this season that have done good things as well, like uh, the Eddie Isers, you know, jumped in there a couple of times, done well. Uh, um, uh, but obviously having those key set guys that any one of them at any one point can make plays, you know, obviously from from the bat from the batter's box is awesome. You know, again, it's it's a great thing. And because I, I think that. Honestly, this year we're we're feeling just as excited, if not more excited, this year about our bullpen than we we even were last season at this yeah. point. So, yeah. um, now obviously getting you know if we can get Sam Highfield back, that would yeah. make things a lot better. But even still, I mean, again, Kane Silver has a two point one three ERA. Like that's he, he's five and zero. Oh, yeah. Like and yep. he's had fourteen appearances. So, you know, he's he's done amazing. And obviously, Logan's done his job. And uh, uh, so again, it's. Things are good looking up right now, and I, I, I and obviously, uh, uh, who was it? Somebody pointed out about the this Louisville series is huge. Like, like yeah. if we could clinch a win, clinch a series this weekend at Louisville, like, well, because also too that that gives us firm clutch of first place, which is huge. Yeah, so definitely. yeah, I mean, there's four teams within basically a game and a half in the Atlantic for first place. So, um, yeah. you know, we still have Wake Forest in hand. Um, we've only two series we have left in the Atlantic is both Louisville and Wake Forest. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe probably Louisville, the toughest ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think Wake Forest is at home if I'm my, if I'm correct. I don't remember. Um, but uh, we have to win 
I, I mean, every ACC game, if you're, if you're going to lose any games, lose the midweek games uh, right. and, and uh, bank all your wins for the weekend. Obviously, you want to win them all, but midweek yep. games aren't as devastating as the weekend series that, right. that are, have left. Well, specifically Wednesday against High Point because Megan and I will be there. So uh, so we, yeah. we prefer if they didn't lose in front of us. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, um, but uh, yeah, and and again, Beck Wolfpack A13 says last year's team was special, and I mean, and, and again, that's why I said there's no way we're, we're sitting here comparing them, but it's just at the end of the day, it's it's more of you know, obviously, the guys who are on this team look at last season, and and you know, because again, it's, it's kind of like a recipe, you know, what was the formula last year that really worked for last year's team? One of the things that really worked is we had a key set of guys that hit really well at the right time. And I think yeah. that right now all these guys are hitting well at the right time. Tommy White is hitting well. James Groover is hitting a 20-game winning streak. Pololi is doing, you know, hitting well. JT Jerry is still doing his thing, you know, with a little bit of bunt, a little bit of single here and there. Devontae is finding the fence. Uh, again, like we're getting runs in when we need to. So that's huge. And then on top and- of it, we have a good, we have a great bullpen right now with a great closer. Probably and like like Chris Millman could give Evan Justice a run for his money. That's that's all, all I'm right. saying on that. But go ahead, Michael. I was just gonna say, I mean, let's remember last year, halfway through the season, nobody was thinking that that team was gonna be a college world series team. I mean no. no. Nope. Nope. It's all so, about May. It's yep. all about May. Yep. Just like Ava says, just play the play your or best you guys, baseball in May. Or, or as the in seek would say, it's gotta be May. <laughs> 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 where, there's where, a reason we so stupid where's, where's <laughs> the crickets <laughs> effect where's the crickets yeah we need I a mean, soundboard we, we, we did miss you <laughs> I mean, that's you... hilarious I'll ask myself out yeah. guys I'll talk to you guys <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. are you sure you're not oh, a dad that's a yeah, right. that was a dad joke uh, um so, but yeah, again, obviously got to give hats off to Coach Hard, Coach Chrysler, and Coach Avon for doing an amazing job of uh, getting these these guys together, playing well at the right time. They're confident. They're excited. They're, the chemistry is, is the highest it's ever been. The fan base itself is excited right now for this team. So, again, right now, again, things are pointing in the right direction. That's all we're going to say about that. And they, you know, we still got a lot of baseball left for the postseason. So, um and then uh, David Jones asked, "Did Georgia Tech sweep UNC this weekend?" I don't believe so. Two out of three. I think two out of three. Right, that's what I thought. But Clemson got their first uh, ACC series win in over almost a year. I think it was. I think it was like against Wake. Against Wake, which was huge for us. Ooh, so, no, good. so yep. So yeah. shout out Clemson baseball for helping us out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then Major Wolf says, "I need help." Hope well. If there's anything yeah, we do, we all do. If we do, let's, yeah, right. We're state <laughs> fans. We all need help. Uh, so um, there's a fan crisis line. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, obviously, too. One of the things I, I saw earlier that I wanted to touch base about real quick is obviously with uh, the football power index coming out and not yeah. having us in the top 25 oh at number 26. Come on, we were. <laughs> and. Once again, you said you were starting off with a bad in the beginning of the show. Are you surprised? Because no, but no one should be surprised. Well, no, well again, no, no. it's well. See, I'm saying this because it's not really bad, but it's not really. I mean, it's, it's it's not good, but I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's just like because because anybody who's freaking weird? out right now just doesn't. <laughs> well, anybody who's freaking out right now just does know what the football power index is. It's all it's analytics. It's all it's algorithms. A, it's just an equation. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all. It's and equation. you can manipulate. You can manipulate the equation yes. however you want. I like want. in-game fourteen alphas thing. Football per idiots, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's actually really good. Yeah, I'm surprised Doran hasn't come up with that one. No, I just, I mean, like, come on, states never gotten love in the media like hardly. Now, I'd be surprised that we're getting attention like a top ten, top fifteen at all. So, um, sure, it. You mean at the end of the day, guys, we'll it will just play on the field. Who cares? Just we're going to win exactly. Well, but it's really to have a conversation to keep it in the news, right? Like, so there's a reason they strategically drop it on. I think it was like last. Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it came out, it's to keep college football revel, re, revelant, revelant, yeah, relevant, 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 relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, Texas was at number six. Right. Yeah, but Wait, I mean, number six, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that tells you everything yeah. you need to know about it. <laughs> but 
but the mere fact is if anyone read the article that was dropped with it, there was lots of mentions of NC State. Um, yeah kind of mm-hmm. surprising that or overachieving that ranking if you know they had to make early predictions so the sky isn't falling it doesn't mean anything the first poll that matters is the cfp that comes out in like mid-november so everything else is just yep. fun yep. talking yep yeah Absolutely. like the ap poll doesn't matter anymore really no so it's just mm-hmm. it's just for for fun people like us to talk about and just to get upset with but it's not yeah. it doesn't you know well and again i mean attention. like and because you really kind of look at it because there's four teams, if I'm not mistaken, from AC that were ranked. It was yeah. Clemson at number four, uh, uh, Pittsburgh at nine, yeah. Carolina like 15 or something like that, and then yeah. Wake. Was the fourth one, Wake. Wake. Yeah, Wake. They were like 21, sure. 22. Oh, there was Pitt. That's Wait. right. You're right. You're no, right. Pitt. Yeah, it Pitt was, was like at nine. Was like, yeah, it was. Okay. It was Carolina, Pitt, Wake, and Clemson. Uh, I like when I saw when I saw Pittsburgh at nine. I was I had to like go back and be like. Kenny Pickett's in the draft, right? Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, he didn't come back. I don't know about that. Uh, so, uh, but but yeah, no. So again, there's there's no beef in that whatsoever. And then the end of the day, again, hey, just like we said, you know, NC State always does best as an underdog. So uh, now, again, I think heading into the season, we're gonna get you know some of that some of that juice that I mean we rightfully deserve. But again, I, I think that hopefully with this team, it's it's it, like it, it knows what it's gonna it knows what it needs to do. Like again, all these guys are coming back for one reason, one reason only, and that's to win the ACC championship. So I think, you know, even if we were put as like a top five, like they're going all the way, or like a, oh, they're terrible, they're gonna be last place in ACC, they're so overrated, then the guys they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do. They're gonna do what they need to do on the field and they're gonna whoop you ECU's behind come come September. That's 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 the hope, right? So but you know the, the the biggest takeaway of that is is just how weak the coastal is. I mean that really is the argument for that for that index. You know yeah, yeah. that yeah. that the end takeaway is well you're ranking all these teams in the coastal because in theory to win it all you have to win your division to in, even qualify for the ACC tournament. I mean the uh, ACC football championship. So that's the only reason why Carolina is even in there because that the, of the weak coastal. Well, and I mean like like from the coastal, I mean look at how many new hires there were in the coastal side like. Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Georgia Tech, I think has a Miami. football program. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and Miami has a new Miami, coach. So they have four yeah. new coaches, and then Georgia Tech, who Although I don't know Miami's exactly what they're probably doing an upgrade. Right hey, Texas Tech has a new coach, too, this year. Different, different, different. But, State, but State's got them on their do schedule. They? Yeah, they do. Yep. Texas Tech, yeah. Okay. Yep. So cool. my thing is, and, it's not ACC, but State's got a bunch of new coaches they're going to have to play against. So Sure. Yeah, fun but, fact: yeah, I mean, Texas Tech has the number one recruiting class for 2023 right now in the country. Awesome! I would never have guessed that. Would have yeah, never guessed me that. either. So, but I guess I guess I guess Patrick Mahomes coming back. Hey, everybody, make sure you come yeah. to Texas Tech. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, again, Wake Forest. I th- I think Wake Forest is the only one on from the AC side that was like, yeah, they they deserve to be top 25 for sure. But besides that. I don't really expect any other three, but, um, but yeah. And then David, David Jones says the Atlanta division is going to be the hardest division in the country. Mm. Wow. That's, uh, that's mean, a bold well, statement, Cotton. I mean, there, I guess no disrespect to the SEC. Well, there SEC were only two last year, there were only two divisions in college football that had three, nine win teams. One was the Atlantic and the other was the big 10 West with Ohio state, Michigan and Michigan state. Or East, I don't know which one they're in, but yeah. ACC, ACC. Well, like, and but see, one thing is that uh, uh, that really stood out to me was uh, I, th- I can't remember. I think it was Big Game Boomer put out there a uh, a picture where it showed Miami spring game last year that apparently was sold out. I was like, spring game sell out? I didn't even know that was a yeah. thing. Well, first of all, how do you even sell? I didn't well, even know that you sold games, sold tickets for yeah. spring games. Well, so, the end zones were empty anyway. Someone, well, and, someone but, tweeted but this year they were right. So, so basically, it showed last year it was sold out and oh, Derek King, and and then this year it's it was like empty. So, and the, the hard rock. So, um, but but now on the other side, which I will say about the SEC though, is uh, I mean, hey, South South Carolina was the you know, the the um, you know, the doormat of the SEC, but 
But I mean, hey, I mean, they had a great crowd show for their spring game, and they're they're. I mean, they got Spencer yeah. Rattler. So I'm saying this, you know, again, us, you know, my wife's a big time South Carolina fan, so you know, she's all no, excited I, I about think, it. So yeah, I think going to be improved. And Tennessee yeah. is going to be. I think Tennessee is going to be good this year. So again, yeah. SEC is going to be no joke this year. Texas uh, A&M half their recruiting class, like thirty-three million dollars. So, well, and see, again, I want to talk a little bit because again, this is kind of ACC related. But Jimbo Fisher is a guy that when he went to Texas A&M, I was like, "Go whoop some t- high tail, Jimbo. Go, go win it all. Go get everything you deserve." Because I mean, I was the guy that I mean, there was like Florida State fans that I would ask. Like, you know, you didn't want Jimbo to go, right? Expect them to be like, no, of course no. not. You want a national championship for us a couple years ago. But I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I want him gone, man. He was he was overpaid. He wasn't performing. I was like, seriously? Like, come on, Insane. get out of here. So I want him to go. But honestly, records-wise, he's not really doing – he's pretty much right on with what the last coach was yeah. doing, I think, basically four or five years into yep. his tenure at Texas A&M. So, you know, I'm – I'm like, hmm, it's, it's kind of a head scratcher. Yeah. I, I did see that. Him and Kevin Ke- Kevin Sumlin have Kevin, the Kenny same Sumlin, record yeah, through, through their first, whatever, five years or something. Yeah. I mean, I so. think Jimbo has them in a better better place than Sumlin did. but Sure. Yeah, Sumlin, Sumlin would just pull the random upset every now and then. Yeah. I think they're, they're And Johnny Menzo. Right. right. Yeah, and, and Mike Menzo. Evans. Yeah. Right. So uh, – but yeah, I mean, again, I think uh, you know, so looking at the looking at the Atlantic for next year. I mean, obviously, Wake Forest can be up there. Clemson's going to be good. I mean, they're they're uh, now the interesting thing with Clemson is uh, is DJ Uyagule going to lose his job to a true freshman and Cade Klubnik, some Klubnik, Klubnik, Klubnik. Cade Klubnik. Uh and that'll be interesting. Um, he's but not, also, you know, he's too, not going to lose it out game one right now. So it'll be like he's going to no. DJ's going to start the season. So who my curiosity is if that were to happen, when will it happen? Do you have do you guys look this to happen? Yeah. I, think, I mean we we I mean we got them game four, right? Is it game That's four? what I was about to say. That's what I was gonna get at. But they yeah. they got they got two ACC games before they play us. So I don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah Georgia Boston they start the season right? with Georgia Tech. Boston start College, the season with right? Georgia. Wake Forest, it, I think. I, I don't I don't I don't see them I don't see them rotating in those games. Maybe they do. Well, I don't unless know. unless DJ just looks abysmal, which I don't yeah, think yeah. he's going to do. Um, no. Personally, I think it would be if you know, hypothetically, I'm not saying we would win, but let's say if we if we were to beat Clemson, um I would be curious. I think they would evaluate the loss to NC State and then the uh how he's performed up till then on yeah. pulling or not. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't think they it, maybe they roll into the NC State game with a QB controversy and they don't know who's going to start and they want to keep state on their toes. So yeah. So I see it playing two different ways. Um one, that's a home game for Clemson. So if you're gonna roll them out, that's the game you roll them out, right? Because it's a home crowd, it's not on the road. Um, but yeah, I don't point. think you roll them against state defense. So yeah, um, you know that would I I would I would think he would get a, at least some, at least a half or so before before that I don't think he would just come in and that would be his first game. Uh, who's their third game? Like who? I'm sure they got a cream puff in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, some. Yeah, it's some. I cream. forget, but yeah. yeah. So I, I would think that would be the game that he would get the most action. Um, you know, I would assume that, that they would get ahead in that game. They play so, Georgia Tech, yeah. and they play Furman, and they play yeah. Louisiana Tech. And so we play Wake Forest. We're their fifth game. Fifth game, yeah. Is that our first? Yeah. So it's our. uh, Is that our fourth? Our. Our. I'm gonna say wrong. I know, right? Because we have ECU, Connecticut, Texas Tech. Our fifth game. It is our fifth game. Okay. It is our fifth game. And then a cupcake. Charleston Southern. That's right. They don't get a cupcake for us. And I I wouldn't even call Louisiana Tech a cupcake because they were tough last time we played them. Mm -hmm. But it's at Clemson at home. Um, Yeah. It's Florida Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech, Wake Forest, and then NC State. And then they have to go on the road to Boston College and then on the road to Florida State. I mean, Clemson. they They don't play Wake Forest before us, do they? They do. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a tough one, and at Wake Forest, right? At Wake Forest, at Wake yeah. Forest. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, they play well. They play well at home. So, hey, that twenty five thousand strong will make some noise. 
<laughs> yeah, but but and then, and then David Jones points out about Boston College. I mean, they're going to have a bounce back year, I feel like, and then obviously Louisville's come back with Lee Cunningham. So, I I mean, I yeah. I agree. I think Atlantic could be up there for sure. But I mean, are the SEC level? No, but I Syracuse. Mean, I'm kidding. Yes, <laughs> Syracuse. Oh boy, like watch out. I don't know. No, I mean this is again. a make or break for Dino. So this could be Dino's oh, last year. I love. I, love, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I like Dino a lot. I, 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 I do like that It will oh, be. Yeah, they, they, they are. They, they. The only reason why it wouldn't is if they're still really hurting with money. So, right, right. exactly. So, uh, it's not but it be again, the Carrier Dome anymore. Their lifetime deal is now expired. Somehow, it's not the Carrier really? Dome anymore. No, they'll really. The they'll no, he's talking about the naming rights. You're talking about the naming the, rights. The, the naming rights. rights. Yeah. Naming Supposedly rights. they had a lifetime deal with carrier to name it the carrier dome and somehow they've gotten out of that contract <laughs> trying to get money out of it man that'll yeah. be interesting wow we should somehow i got an opinion like, what are your thoughts before we head off what are your thoughts about state playing at pnc arena because i know that's a big thing people like you think they should play at pnc or you think they should move campus somewhere football move it to campus somewhere. basketball no. pnc <laughs> did you ask that michael no he's saying you know he's saying play outdoors at, at carter finley <laughs> that might be better yeah <laughs> Put, yeah, um, put the men's basketball team in Carter Finley. Put the football team uh, in PNC. See what happens. I like it. Um, I like it. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. I mean, everyone, everyone that you know has said anything that PNC was built for hockey, not basketball. So the sight lines aren't even that great. Um, it's a it's a big arena. Uh, you, your fans are kind of far from the court, minus the student section. Everything that was right about Reynolds is wrong about PNC. So, um, I, th- I think you only need about a 12 to 13 seat arena, 12 to 13,000 seat arena for basketball. I think what is PNC like 18 or 19? Um, 18, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, I mean, when we're good, it's a good environment. When it's full, it is yeah. it's pumping. Man. Oh, sure. That's, um, but that's a big if your program's doing good. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion they should build something on Centennial. And just like build him out there, maybe make it a little smaller. But is it, I don't know, man. Like I'm not saying like I, I just feel like though if we play in PNC and we were just like a what we historically have always been, well not always been, but we've historically been you know, since the you know pre 90s and then moments here in the last 30 years, State could play there, but that's just not happening right now. So I just I think it's interesting. Well, and again, you, we're saying, you have all we're, the. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have no, all I was going to say, plus with all the PSLs and everything like that, a lot of the folks right. don't even go to the games. Um, you know, so we even own it, see, right? We own it, right? No, we share. No. We share with the Hurricanes. We lease it. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a 50-50. We lease no, it out. We lease it out, though, right? To no, them, right? It's, no, no, it's the other way around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's 50-50 on the gate and, and all of that. But um, with all the PSLs that are sold, like those seats are taken for a lot of them, but they don't go like a lot of corporations have bought them up and yada, yada, right. yada. They don't, they go unused. Only time right. it gets used is Carolina or Duke. Um, that hurts. That hurts your yeah. hurt basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, obviously this is all just, you know, talks, obviously, I mean, we're, we're, we're locked in. I mean, I, I don't, we're not going to head anywhere anytime soon, but uh, you yeah. know, and obviously David Jones, uh, uh, hopefully Greg just answered that point about there about why there are empty seats on the lower levels. Um, and, uh, but the one thing that I would say that, that PNC does bring that maybe a, a arena offsite couldn't bring at least immediately is that it does have the wow factor in terms of, I mean, the scoreboard is obviously amazing. And then it's got all the lights, you know, you know, to add to theatrics, you know, for entrances. Like, I mean, it, it's really cool, you know, but it, it definitely needs the fans in order to really make it what it's supposed to be, you know, otherwise it's so, just like last year, it kind of looks like a joke a little bit. So I was going to say, so we can see ourselves losing high def. I mean, right. like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's how it was uh, last year. That's how it was. Yeah. So, so but you guys know, you guys know when the PNC arena renovations are actually going to happen. It's supposed to take place like last year, but I mean, COVID yeah, and all that changed money, it. Money's hurting anything, I think. Yeah, I think I know yeah. they just signed off on on it like last year. I think it's going to be next year. I know they've started some stuff with the roof and all of that because I think it was mm-hmm. leaking. And um, yeah, yeah, I think the first major thing they did was the scoreboard and some of the LED boards on the side, like making. I mean, um. 
Leighton had said, but I, I know yeah. they're supposed to redo like the club level and some of the entrances. Um, but I don't know when yeah. it's supposed to officially take place. I know the new owner of the the Canes was it Dundon or whatever. I don't follow yeah. the Canes, but Dundon. I know he was putting in a um a bunch of money into the project. So yeah, needs it, needs it. But again, all productive. But all right, y'all. Well, again, unfortunately, we are way past time. But again, hope y'all enjoyed this uh, conversation here. Really appreciate everybody who tuned in. The Davis, the End Games, Justin, Major Wolf, all you guys, uh, Rusty's, all you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. So uh, make sure, again, if you haven't already, make sure, once again, hit that subscribe button. Again, it's free to do. And make sure that you don't miss out on any new content. Got a lot of exciting stuff coming up here. Got a brand new incredibly exciting episode coming up here this week that you do not want to miss out on also to actually coming out with a vlog from the uh from the nc state football spring game coming out this week as well so definitely don't want to miss out on all that so again to make sure you don't miss out on all that hit the subscribe button it's free dude and you'll actually be notified whenever it gets released also to give us a follow toughy talk now if you haven't already on twitter or instagram and also to uh, give this video a like if you don't mind as well and all of our videos a like if you don't mind so with youtube we'll put this video and all of our videos in front of more nc state fans and uh, again really do appreciate all your time and uh thank you as always and hey go pack y'all we'll see y'all soon <laughs>